Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Ann Hall Norris, our Extension Specialist for Food Safety and Food Preservation. Welcome, Ann Hall. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks. So today, we're really going to, I guess, focus on the food safety side and talk about food recalls. I feel like all the time on social media, I'll scroll th- scroll through my newsfeed and see um, a recall for ground beef, or a recall for some type of condiment, or a recall for—I mean, just fill in the blank food. Yeah, any about anything? That there just seems to be so many food recalls out there. So today we're just going to kind of learn a little bit more about food recalls, um, what it is, what we should do, that type thing. So let's just kick off with what is a food recall? Well, a recall is just an action that a food manufacturer or a distributor takes in order to remove product from the marketplace so that you don't buy it and get it in your home and eat it. It is just one of the methods that the food industry uses to keep the public safe and prevent problems from occurring in the future. If there is a food recall issued, does it necessarily mean that that food is dangerous or unsafe? Well, not all of the time. And especially, well, I'll just go ahead and jump right into the the most common cause of a recall right now is a labeling issue, and that's due to the Allergen Act. There are eight specific allergens that have to be identified on food product labels. And if a manufacturer notices that they haven't identified an allergen in a product, they will voluntarily recall it and get it back. Now, that only affects people with food allergies. So not everyone, you know, if you don't have any food allergies, you don't have to be concerned with that. But they might not be that specific on the news or online when you hear about it. You just hear, oh, this particular spice has been recalled. That's what I was getting ready to ask is, are they required by law to tell us why it is being recalled, that if it is because of a label misprint or if it they is are, for some yes. other reason. So you can go a little bit further and do some research. I have found there are actually two agencies that are kind of in control of the recalls, the USDA and the FDA. And USDA does your raw meat, eggs, and poultry, and then FDA does the rest of the food. And so there's this wonderful little app out there called the um, Food Safety Widget. And you can access it on your computer or on your phone, and you can just go to that site and it's all about the recalls, and it will it's it compiles the recalls from FDA and USDA, and when you click on that product, it'll tell you where it was distributed and what the reason was. Was it a bacterial issue? Was it a labeling issue? Was it a foreign object issue? And they also go a little bit further and tell you what stores it was distributed to. So if you're not in that state or you don't shop at those stores, then you don't have to worry about it. Sometimes I think, especially if you're seeing this information on news feed on social media, that it's so easy for people to share information that it could be a recall that is on the complete other side of the country, not impactful to our local areas, but it just... Just the way that messages and information get shared nowadays, that it kind of it spreads quickly. So right. um, definitely doing your research. And for our listeners, we will put the link to the widget in, yes. in our show notes so that they can go back and reference that. 
Yes, because I, I checked this morning. There was a, a recall on yellowfin tuna, and I, I do buy tuna at the grocery store. And so I clicked on the link, and Kentucky is one of the states that's involved. There's only about six or seven states involved. And so I didn't actually see that on the news. I caught it on an email. But, um, you know, the people in North Dakota don't need to worry about that right. because it only affected six states. So that's a good point. When you do realize that you actually do have a food in, in your pantry or in your refrigerator that has been recalled, what should you as a consumer do? Okay. Well, if it's an allergen issue and you don't have any allergies, then you can you don't have to do anything. But if it was any other issue, a bacterial issue or a foreign object issue, you can dispose of it or you can take it back to the store for a refund. Most times they don't ask you for a receipt. You know, they've got a list of products that have been recalled and they'll just give you your money back. And I think it's important for listeners to understand that, you know, sometimes that recalls can be very dangerous. So it is, it's a good idea to be vigilant about the food that you have in your kitchen and be mindful of those recalls and making certain that you're following through with them. Right. And so I I did specifically look at the tuna recall because if it was a bacterial issue, I might have thought, oh, I'm going to cook it. Okay. That bacteria won't be there. You know, it's not going to make me sick. But this particular issue with the tuna was a histamine issue. And so you can't cook histamines out of fish. And so, and it's not an, it's not an allergen either. So if you consume too many histamines, you will have an allergic type reaction and maybe have difficulty breathing or swallowing. Okay. So I hadn't purchased any of that tuna. I had purchased salmon last week. So I didn't <laughs> have good. that problem. I was okay. But in that instance, you can't cook the cook that out. So you would need to dispose of it or take it back to the store to get a refund. And for most consumers, it's probably just best to be safe because right. that's not something, to be quite honest, that if I was looking it up at home, I would even really know the difference of what the potential risks were between a histamine or a bacteria or, right. you know, so so probably from my perspective, um, not having that knowledge, it's just best to return it to the store. Right. And hopefully, like you said, get a, get a refund for those right. items. Right. And they usually have a way of disposing of it or sending it back to the manufacturer, something like that. Sometimes I feel like we see recalls on something that's been dated, that it seems like the recall comes much after when the actual product was produced or maybe when I would have purchased it or consumed it. Right. Is there a reason for that? Well, some of that is due to inspections. And they'll go in and they'll review records or they'll review labels and then they'll catch something that occurred you know, months before. And so then they'll go in and do a recall. And so that that website, that food safety widget is wonderful. It will, when you click on the product that's been recalled, there'll be pictures of the product. So you can get a, oh, I do buy that. I recognize okay. that brand. I recognize that label. Um, it'll show you pictures of the barcode and even where the, the tracking code, because sometimes that's printed on the bottom. Sometimes it's printed on the side. If it's a, if it's a beverage, you know, it might be on the cap. So that website usually... Um, when you click on it, they will provide pictures of the product, too. So you can go right to your pantry and go, oh, I do have that. And at that point, I just go ahead and throw it out. I don't even mess with looking at the dates because, right. you know, six months. Well, what if it had happened, happened before, before that, right. too, and they were only including a time frame of this date? So I just go ahead and dispose of it. Because I guess it's always better safe than sorry. But that's also one thing that I'm thinking about is as a consumer, how vigilant do we need to be? Is it just when we hear something on the news, we should maybe check the widget and then 
check what we have in our cabinets? Is this something that we should be referencing on a regular basis? How how often? Well, I guess it depends on how active you are with your phone, you know, and your your news feed because that is going to pop up on that. Or if if you're watching the nightly news, I first signed up for emails from both USDA and FDA, and my inbox was just bombarded because FDA is not only recalling food; they're recalling. Um, medical devices and dietary supplements, vitamins, you know, things like that. And so I have found that it's easier just once a week or so to click on that widget and click down through there and see if it's a product that I normally buy. I mean, if it's peanut butter, yeah, I'm going to look at it. Right. You know, or if it's spices, I want to see if it's something that I buy. I just kind of check it once a week and look at the pictures and then I kind of go on my way. And I, I guess that's a great thing if you can just kind of integrate that into your routine. It wouldn't take a few minutes right. unless there is something that's recalled. And like you said, you know, I mean, I know the products that, that, that I buy. It's not too often that we really kind of go out on a limb and bring something new into into our kitchen. So I know the products that I buy. So just kind of a quick scroll through and, you know, just see that they're not there and just go on. Yeah. Ann Hall, great information today. Thank you so much for sharing with our listeners and just kind of helping us be more mindful about food recalls and what we should do if we do find those products in our refrigerators or pantries. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.